Welcome to the Gulf Coast Business Advocate, where startups, growing businesses, or established companies share what makes their enterprise unique. Your host, Jim Grant, will pull back the curtain to reveal tools and principles for success, as well as expose the trials and tribulations that many entrepreneurs face while building a business in the South. Find out why people love living and doing business on the Gulf Coast. And now, your host of the coast, Jim Grant. Hey everybody, Jim Grant here. Welcome to the very first episode of the Gulf Coast Business Advocate, the premiere episode, if you will. Anyway, the Gulf Coast Business Advocate is going to be produced every week for your enjoyment and education, and you can find the show notes at gulfcoastbusinessadvocate.com. Today I'm going to share a little bit about my background and how I got here today, as well as the purpose of the show. So I hope you enjoy the show today, and uh, I'm looking forward to enjoying this ride with you guys. I thought it'd be a good idea for this first episode to let you know a little bit about me, uh, where I came from, and why I'm here. So uh, I grew up in Michigan, um, enjoyed childhood there, loved it. In my early adult age, I moved to Denver, Colorado, uh, lived most of my adult life in Denver, loved the mountains, loved everything about Denver. Uh, never really thought I would want to or have a reason to uh, leave Denver. Uh, I got a phone call on a Friday evening one time. I was working at a uh, sports bar in Aurora, Colorado, pitcher sports bar with my friend Lori Hansen. It was my um, ex-wife asking me if I would be interested in having my daughter come live with me. I said, of course I would. She kind of snickered and uh, laughed at me and said, well, we need to talk about it. Call you back and let you know. Two days later, believe it or not, she was living with me. At first, I thought I wasn't sure I was ready. I'd just gotten out of a relationship and moved back to Denver from Greeley, Colorado. I was living with a friend, and I was talking with uh, Jeff, Jeff Labarge is who I was living with, and I was talking with Jeff and said, you know, I think I'm going to wait till the end of the school year. It was February when I got the phone call and get set up on my own and then have Hannah come live with me then. And he said, you know what, man? He goes, screw that. If you can get her, you need to get her now. So things never change. So you can live with us. Listen, nobody offers to let you and your 15-year-old daughter come live with them, especially a guy that's been living alone for a while himself. So Hannah came to live with me. When I went to pick her up on that Sunday afternoon, um, all her stuff was on the front porch in garbage bags. When she went to work on Saturday, her mom packed all her stuff in garbage bags and put it on the front porch, and that's what she came home to that night. She was crying, of course, when I came to the door to get her for lunch, and her immediate response was, let's go. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. If you're going to come live with me, we got to go have some lunch and talk about it. And yes, you can come live with me. There's no doubt you're coming, but we got to talk. So we went to have lunch, and basically the gist of the conversation was, if you're going to come live with me, you're going to have to be more mature than I have any right to ask you to be. I'm working with Lori, managing a sports bar. Uh, I work at nights almost exclusively. You're 15 years old. She was a sophomore then. And you're just going to have to be more mature than I have any right to ask you to be. Of course, she agreed. That was a nice little ride. We um, had our ups and downs. She was definitely a teenage girl. She and I had not spent much time together the previous um, six years, seven years, because of the situation with her mother and I, we were, had just started getting our relationship back together when her mom called me and asked me if uh, I was interested in having her come work with me. So the timing was good, but um, we made it work. It was, uh, it was a great summer. That fall in October, I got a phone call from a friend of mine, Larry Kelly, 
I'd worked with him in Denver for his roofing company back in 2000 and uh, 2001. Um, he asked me if I was interested in going to Florida to measure roofs for Marty. Uh, Marty's his brother. He owned Peach State Roofing out in Atlanta. And Hurricane Wilma had just come through southern Florida. And they just needed people to go down, measure roofs, and help them uh, get the bids out on everything that came up because of the storm, because of the hurricane. So uh, that was on a Wednesday. I said, yeah, I was interested. On Saturday morning, I quit my job. I got on a plane on Sunday, flew to Atlanta, spent the night, got in a truck on Monday morning, and drove to Boca Raton to spend some time down there. Uh, spent two weeks down there uh, measuring roofs, having a great time on the coast, but working real hard. And during that two weeks, Larry uh, was talking to me about coming to work for Peach State. I, I didn't say I wasn't interested. I always leave the door open to, uh, you know, to opportunity. And, uh, you know, so we just talked about that off and on, and I didn't really think much about it. Uh, after those two weeks, I went back to Denver for a week, talked to Hannah a little bit about the trip, went back a week later to spend another two weeks down there. Those two weeks encompassed uh, Thanksgiving, and at the end of those two weeks, uh, they called me into the office with Larry and his brother Marty and asked me if I was interested in coming to work for him. I said, yeah, I was. I wasn't going to say no and be, be rude. I didn't really have any intention of ever leaving Denver. I don't know why I would leave Denver. I'd been there 24 years. Hannah and I were doing well there. And they said, well, we need somebody in Pensacola. And I looked over. He had a pin. He had, I think Peach State had about 10 offices at that time. And he had a pin in the map, uh, map of the United States, where each one of the offices were. And I looked over and I saw the pin for uh, Pensacola there in Florida and... I said, that's on the water, isn't it? And they go, yeah, it is. And I said, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> and so um, we started talking, and uh, I came back home to Denver again, and Hannah and I had gone to church on a Sunday morning, and we had talked a little bit about the Florida thing in the past, and we had gone to church with my girlfriend and uh, Hannah and I, and my girlfriend and I got into it, believe it or not, in the parking lot after church. Go figure, right? And uh, so Hannah and I went to lunch at Champs by ourselves. We're sitting across the table from each other, and Hannah says, Dad, when are we going to get our own place? We were still living with Jeff. And I said, you know, Hannah, I know you don't want to change schools. And she goes, do you mean Aurora? She went to Heritage High School in Littleton. And I said, not exactly. And she said, Florida? And I said, yeah. I, listen, I was terrified to ask this girl in her middle of her junior year to move to Florida with me. I mean, it's the middle of a high school teenage girl's junior year. Um, she's not going anywhere, right? She looked at me. One tear came rolling down, a big tear came rolling down her left cheek. She wiped it away and said, let's go. Probably one of the epic moments of my life. Definitely one of the epic moments of mine and uh, Hannah's relationship. So I think that was the middle of December by the time that conversation went down. By January 6th, 2006, Hannah and I were living on Pensacola Beach. I figured I needed to bribe her a little bit with the move. So I found a place uh, on the beach that we could rent in the interim of, uh, you know, getting everything put together. Um, when we, The first thing we did when we got there was we went in the back door, put our stuff down, went to the front door, and I said, look at my watch. What time is it? Look at the second hand. And we started walking. We walked straight across Via de Luna, across Areola, 
through the sand and to the beach. I looked at the watch again. I said, two minutes. Two minutes from the front door to the Gulf of Mexico. I think she was sold at that moment. So uh, that was Sunday evening. On Monday morning, I went to work for Peach State Roofing. Six o'clock in the morning, got up at five, at the office at six. I started with them as a project manager. And you know what? That was the first time working for Peach State Roofing. It was the first time in my life that I ever really loved my job. Probably uh, 10 years earlier, I got a taste of being an entrepreneur, and I loved it. I had some success with an MLM. You know, at that time, I kind of really didn't want to ever work for anybody else again. And so I'd kind of struggled for a while in there, had gotten divorced for the second time, um, was struggling with uh, doing some residential real estate appraisal, and Marty Kelly offered me a job when I really needed one, and but kind of more importantly, I didn't really deserve it. I think the way I was handling my life and so I was uh, even though I didn't really want to work for somebody else I was thankful for the job for the opportunity it gave Hannah and I to uh, get back together and reconnect and build our relationship in essence for me Hannah and I I left her mother when Hannah was 18 months old and we had a couple of uh, years together a few years together um, you know the weekend visit and the Wednesday visit thing visitation which was great but we didn't really get to build the bond and the relationship so it was like she was just born in a way putting our relationship together and so um, we got to work on that they were very gracious to me they treated me incredible and it was the first time in my life that I ever really loved my job Marty told me when uh, we met that when we had talked about the job that it was a three-year process to be uh, competent at this job and be good at this job. And uh, of course, I said, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to own this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And you know what? I tell everybody, the first year I had that job, I never learned more in one year in my life. The second year I was in that job, I said, I've never learned more in one year in my life. The third year in the job, I started getting it down. He was right. I finally learned when I could call BS on a uh, superintendent on a project who was uh, just trying to get out of me what he could get out of me, which was a complete lie usually. Um, <laughs> no offense to you superintendents out there, but you know what I'm talking about. You got somebody on your back. You've got to get it done, and you do whatever it takes to get us subcontractors to get it done. So I ended up being here in Pensacola for four years. Um, I got promoted to uh, a regional project manager and moved to Baltimore, Maryland. A big change from the Gulf Coast. And I, of course, I handled that like a true man, as well as uh, any man could handle uh, that kind of thing with a female. I, of course, accepted the position and went and told Hannah I got promoted. I'm moving to Baltimore. Are you coming with me? To no one's surprise, her answer was no. She loved it here. Uh, I loved it here, but you know the uh, opportunity for the raise. It was a substantial raise, probably a 33% raise, and so I made that move. She stayed here. She struggled on her own for a little bit. She, uh, I helped her out. I was able to help her out with the uh, with the raise. She made a life for herself here, and. I spent the next five years in Baltimore, and I loved it. I lived across the street from Camden Yards for five years. A lot of good times. I love baseball as well as a lot of other sports, but uh, living across the street from Camden Yards kind of helped me uh, fall in love with baseball again. I uh, was a Cub fan for 40 years until 2008, and I swore them off because I was tired of crying like a baby as a grown man. So moving to Baltimore gave me a chance to fall in love with baseball again. 
I became a regional manager. Maybe that didn't work out so well. I moved to sales and had a great package working in sales with uh, Peach State. It just wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. Peach State and I had our differences, and you know, I grew to a point where I was getting up every morning in hate mode. I was getting up every morning in hate mode. I was angry. My focus was on my sales, but my focus was more on hate, and uh, you can't wake up that way every day. Like I said, Peach State Roofing was great to me, and I made good money, but in the back of my mind, I still always wanted to come back to the coast. When uh, when I moved to Baltimore, Marty's brother, Larry, said, you know, what's it going to take to get you to go up there for a couple years? And I said, I go, you know, I really don't want to leave uh, Pensacola. I love the Gulf. I love the beach. He's like, they've got beaches there. I'm like, don't even start with me on the beach stuff because it's not the same. Uh, so now, anyway, I've been there five years. I'm waking up in hate mode. And you know what? You can make a lot of excuses for why you're in whatever position that you're in, but there's only one real reason why you're in the position you're in. If you want to know what it is, just uh, go ahead and go to the restroom and take a look in the mirror, and you'll pretty much have your answer. So anyway, I, uh, we were struggling. Uh, Marty and I were struggling. I decided I needed to make the move to get back to Pensacola. I was kind of on temporary duty, but I just couldn't see it playing out that way. Uh, anyway, um, I'm living in Birmingham, running the office there. I was there for the first four months of 2015. Um, I never spent one weekend in Birmingham. I was either in Baltimore or mostly in Pensacola every weekend. I worked out a situation with my friend Wayne Brown. Um, who runs Tell Staffing and HR here in Pensacola, to come back to work in Pensacola. I took a 60% pay cut to uh, come back to work in Pensacola and decided to make the move to come back to the Gulf. And I think one of the things that allowed me to do it, Wayne obviously, Wayne and Gene Brown obviously gave me the opportunity to do it and to come back so that it, and gave me a survivable income. But I was introduced to a book in Baltimore called The 4-Hour Body which is by the author Tim Ferriss, which is his hacks on human performance. Um, but his first book was The 4-Hour work, work Week. And I read that book. I love that book. It's how I always saw myself uh, living my life. And everybody thinks, yeah, The 4-Hour Work Week, wouldn't that be nice? But the premise of the book is not to work your butt off for somebody else for 40 years and save so you can retire in your golden years and enjoy your life. The premise of the four-hour work week is to position yourself in your job or as an entrepreneur with whatever opportunity uh, you have put yourself in front of to enjoy life now. So bust your butt on a project for two, three months, four months, heck, six months, and then take a couple months off. Go to Europe, go to South America, go to Australia, go to Japan, but to live your life now. Tim, uh, you know, lives that life. Um, people have followed this book and live that life. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody has their detractors. I think most of the people have detractors is people are jealous or um, cynical of their success. You know, that is what that was the impetus for me getting it together and deciding that uh, I was going to take my life back and, and live it the way I want to uh, live it. So um, I read that book while I was in Baltimore. I loved Baltimore. I got the opportunity to come back to Pensacola, and now I'm uh, back in Pensacola. And I couldn't be happier living here on the Gulf Coast. 
I'm going to grab the uh, reins of entrepreneurship and uh, ride this one out. But the reason that you're listening to me right now is I love living here in Pensacola. A lot of people love living here in Pensacola, but a lot of people find that uh, it's hard to make a living in Pensacola. It's not the um, industrial capital of the United States, to be sure. There's niches where people make money. There's a lot of people that make great money in Pensacola, but they've kind of made a place for themselves and created that income for themselves to enjoy it here and living on the Gulf Coast. So what I want to do here with the Gulf Coast Business Advocate is promote new businesses. And also, I want to interview the successful entrepreneurs and business owners here on the Gulf Coast so people can uh, glean what they have experienced, what's made them successful, what didn't work, what did work, so that you can take that from the beginning of your business as a new business owner or as an entrepreneur, take those uh, tools of the trade and promote your own business, grow your own business and be successful here on the Gulf Coast and not have to kill yourself doing it. So that's why I'm here. That's a little bit about me. Uh, we're going to interview uh, some pretty exciting people here coming up. And uh, I hope you're all going to be tuning in and listening to us here. Um, I think the Gulf Coast Business Advocate is going to be a lot of fun. You know, some of the interviews we have coming up include notable business leaders like Quint Studer who has had a great impact on the city of Pensacola, Roy Jones Jr., the former mayor of Mobile, Mike Dow, who was responsible for igniting Mobile's economy, not to mention business leaders in our surrounding communities like Destin, Panama City. We're even going to go west into Mississippi and Louisiana. Rest assured, we will have valuable content for our listeners to take away and implement into their business. This about does it for the inaugural episode of the Gulf Coast Business Advocate. I'm Jim Grant. And remember, business is about making an impact, not just an income. And you can't make an impact if no one knows you exist. If you love living on the Gulf Coast like I do, let's make it great for our families and the community. See you next time.